1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: Got a good show for you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's almost the end of the year. Guessing the NASDAQ, the SP 500, the Dow all had big days. Up more than 1.5%. Nike was up 12% as they said, we've gotten through a lot of our inventory issues. And 2023 looks to be a good year. Where we're going to grow at teen numbers. Good enough for me, said the stock market. Stocks are trying to put a a comeback rally in, but there's not a lot of time left, Mr. Zelensky goes to Washington. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky day-tripped to Washington, D.C. yesterday for his first foreign visit since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, Met with Joe Biden. Met with Congress. Gave a speech. Uh, The United States is going to give Ukraine an additional $1.8 billion in aid. It includes a battery of much-desired Patriot air defense missiles which the United States previously refused to supply, citing the extensive training needed to operate. A massive spending package is being proposed to Congress that includes $45 billion in Ukrainian aid. Some Americans are starting to tire of this. It's like we're fighting a war, but our children aren't dying. We're spending a lot of money. I have no political depth on this one. I understand where people want to head politically. It's that time of year. It's holidays. Um, Have you done your Christmas shopping? I'm not going to go there. I shouldn't go there, right? You don't want me to go there. I always liked electric razors as gifts for men. I know that sounds silly, but um it, it just, I just never really liked the anything else. I'm gonna be talking a little bit today about not Charlie Brown and Charles Schultz, but a little bit about the Grinch. Fascinated to see that it was the most expensive cartoon ever made for its day, clocking in at over two and a half million dollars. Take a look at what's happening today on Wall Street. Disappointing earnings from Micron and Carmax. Okay, Ooh, I saw AMC's going down. We'll get to that later in the show as well, I'm sure. Congress is at a standstill in government funding bill due to a dispute regarding an immigration amendment. Influential hedge fund manager David Tepper is telling CNBC that he's leaning. Short the equity market because he believes central banks will keep tightening it. And that rates will remain high for a while. David Tepper is one of probably 30 people when he talks. I listen. He's one of those hedge funds guys who, yeah, he, why is he even talking to CNBC? You know, and, and you don't really like it, but it is what it is in this case. Like, do your job. Don't don't go out and be promotional. But that's not how CNBC runs. They they. they not Bloomberg can try to separate the two between entertainment and news. CNBC kind of mixes news in with an entertainment feel in financial news, which is okay, because I, I you can blame me of doing that. But David Tepper told CNBC he's leaning short the market because he believes central banks will keep tightening, and the rates will remain high for a while. We did get better than expected third quarter GDP and weekly initial jobless claims this morning. That's fueled concerns about the Fed tightening. The SP 500 is meeting resistance at its 50-day moving average. Um, market participants bow out as we start thinking about next week and Christmas, uh, the week after Christmas and New Year's. So you're going to start seeing volume on Wall Street start to wane as I'm looking at the calendar, and it's the 22nd. So I don't know if today's last day to order from Amazon, but probably getting pretty close to it. The key takeaway today on the initial jobless claims report, there's not a lot of data in that one. It's it's We look at it every week because employment is super important to our economy. And our economy is super important to how well Wall Street runs. The key takeaway in today's report is initial claims remain at remarkably low levels. In a turn, a tight labor market is going to be remaining associated with the Fed tightening here. So they came in at 216,000. I've been saying this for too long. Any number under, finish the sentence for me. 350,000 is a pretty good number for the economy. Right now, we don't want pretty good for the economy. It's a ridiculous thing to say out loud, but I think that's where we're at. Ooh, the Grinch is coming. Carolyn Ellison, the former CEO of Alameda, she's facing up to 110 years in prison after pleading guilty to seven charges, including fraud. In the FTX collapse, she is the former girlfriend of Sam Bankman freed that as the news broke about six or seven people inside of Alameda and FTX. They had kind of a almost a communal hippie uh, relationships with each other. So she'd even like being called girlfriend <laughs> as we often But she looks really, really young. And she's 28 years old and she's facing 110 years in prison. People were like, where is she in the last two weeks? Oh, well, she looks like she was in New York riding on, on Sam Bankman Freed getting a, a deal. We'll see. We'll see. But that's a long time for a young person to be facing. I think they're going to make SBF the scapegoat, right? That That seems pretty obvious. AMC is plunging today after the theater company announced a capital raise. They're perver- uh, proposing another reverse stock split. I, I have a, a listener who contacts me on a regular basis, and he's convinced the stock is going higher. And I'm convinced he's an idiot. Um, he's getting his news from like CNBC web pages. He's getting his information from Yahoo chat boards. Uh, the company has too much debt. Yes, they could be the last man standing in movie theaters, but there's a, a system in bankruptcy where you go to the courts and you go, you know, we really, really tried hard. Can you forgive some of this debt on us? And that'll happen. And they're like, but anyone who's a stockholder, they're going to get screwed and they're going to lose everything. And then AMC's like, well, that works for us. I've never seen bankruptcies go any other way. AMC's entertainment. Um, Said it's planned to raise the new equity through a sale of its ape units, a form of preferred shares, referring to Ape's moniker adopted by meme stock investors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for uh, let me mention that real quick. Uh, AMC is a former ape uh, meme stock from a couple years ago, where the retail investors controlled it. They took control. They stole control from Wall Street, and even though it should be fundamentally left for dead, they're like, nope, let's send this one higher. Um. I don't know if I would own it. If you were to say, Rob, would you own it with retirement money? I'd be like, nope. Would you own it with a bonus? I'd be like, nope. Would you own it if you had to use your enemy's money? Nope. If you were to say it's a trip to Vegas, and uh, and it's literally betting on black and one spin of the wheel, maybe. But I'd be very, very cautious. Um it's very dangerous, and you get what you settle for in quality, so the ticker symbol on it is a p e sits at a buck twenty today. If you take a look at the last year, it's gone from eight dollars and thirty cents to a buck twenty, but it's done a lot of financial engineering along the way. I think it's has no value. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you wonder what attracts me to this industry, I kind of like helping people get to retirement in my 20s and 30s i kind of liked helping people beat the stock market and i saw the bigger picture was that i needed to get people not only into the market beating the markets not losing in the markets but i needed to get them to retirement that's my goal um i've documented my life along the way i'm an honest to a fault that some of my family members don't like what i talk about on air and i'm good with that uh i i think our society is too caught up in, well, I don't know what to say to that person. Just say what you think. So today I've talked about Carolyn Ellison, who looks like she's 12 years old, is going to potentially get to prison for 110 years for being the CEO of Alameda. When you take a look at her, think about running billions of dollars at a hedge fund. Think about having the ability to go into people's accounts and take their money. And then tell me if this is not one of the greatest things to do is to, you know, financially educate yourself on a daily basis on what's going around in the world. If you don't think you should be telling your children one day about Elizabeth Holmes and how she was a fraud, and you don't think you should be telling your children about Carolyn Ellison and how she was a fraud, uh, I think you're wrong. I I, I think parenting, you should um, be honest. Give them financial literacy. If you sh- if you're not teaching your kids about debit cards versus credit cards, eh, you see where I get where it's kind of judgy, right? I love what I do, and there's a lot of drama in it. Uh, the NFL Sunday Ticket is going to YouTube. In your head, do the do do All the producers looking for it. The NFL Sunday Ticket going to YouTube at a two billion dollar annual deal on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The National Football League, if, if you don't, I mean, if you want to see a sexy, huge business that has a great PR campaign to protect themselves and their billion dollar owners, billion dollar baby owners, I don't know what you want to call them. But YouTube's going to pay $2 billion. Think about that for Uno Momento. $2 million a season for 10 years. You can do the math. They've got that kind of money. You know who doesn't have that kind of money? ABC, ESPN, CBS. Um NBC. And do you know why I brought in ABC? Because ABC owns ESPN. Do you know who owns ABC? Disney. One of my predictions, and this is not mine, this was someone else's that I heard, is that Disney, because they brought Eisner back and took out JPIC after just two years, is that Eisner can clean up the balance sheet quickly by getting into VSPN. Now, what will that do with Disney Plus? What will that do with... um Hulu, ESPN has to pay big money to have a network. They have to pay big money to get advertisers and a sales force, big money to get the rights for licensing from NFL, from ABC, NBC, CBS. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a stink business compared to, hey, I want to go Google. Um, let's see, what was her name? Carolyn Ellison. The young CEO from Alameda. And when you're 28 years old, I think you're in the word CEOs next to your name. It's fair to call you young. That's one of the things I didn't like about 10 years ago when there was a big push for IPOs. A lot of CEOs this time looked like they were 22, and I looked like I was 42. And I was like, eh. I used to be the young one on that side of the relationship. Okay. So DirecTV had for the rights for years, the rights to Sunday Ticket since its inception, in fact, in 1994 paying 1.5 billion dollars annually for then uh, since the renewal in 2014 it didn't place a bid to keep its contract going. so they want they didn't want out of the deal but they didn't want to stay in the deal. the price was too much for them. The Sunday ticket will be available two ways as an add-on package to the YouTube TV um, and as a standalone a la carte option on YouTube primetime channels which include allows them to sell you and subscribe to streaming services channels as well as watch movies. I feel like some of the cable carriers are going to say, how about us? And the NFL is going to say, sorry, we went with the guy with the paycheck. Um, a U.S.-only product Sunday ticket is the only way for fans to watch the NFL live Sunday afternoon games outside their local markets. It's the last NFL package to land a rights Last year, Paramount, CBS, Fox, and Comcast, NBC agreed to pay more than $2 billion annually for 11-year packages. Well, Disney has paid about 2.7 billion for Monday night football. Football's big business. You can teach your kids a little bit about business by teaching them um, how the individual teams operates, the owners behind the individual teams. But look at the media. We used to have four networks in the United States. Four. Well, we had three for the longest time, it was ABC, NBC, CBS. And then in the 1980s, Rupert Murdoch, who said, "You know, I, I think media should be about my vision and not about being bland for everyone," Rupert Murdoch starts Fox, and he, he's leaning politically into it. But Fox wasn't a network until I was a teenager. There, there was no channel. Oh, well, I don't know what affiliate you are. Um, but Murdoch changed the rules. He's like, let's not really worry about making generic programming. Let's make teenager programming, like Beverly Hills 90210. Let's make Married with Children, which I think we could all look at and say, it wasn't a very smart show. It wasn't for highly educated. It wasn't. And I know it's 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 funny to look at it and, you go, OK, so men, there's good looking women. There was men who were derogatory towards women. There was like there was like a bikini in every episode. Who were they trying to who was their audience? It was men, 18 to 25. So Murdoch, instead of saying, we're going to have 11 million eyeballs on tonight, he said, we'll have 1 million, but we know they're all men, 18 to 25. Love them or hate them, you can make a direct parallel, parallel right now to Elon Musk from uh, Rupert Murdoch, where Musk doesn't think the news should be bland. He thinks it should be leaning a direction, maybe you know towards him tax favorably, maybe towards Republicans. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But what Elon Musk is trying to do with Twitter is the same thing that Fox is trying to do and say, you know, we don't care about being all things to all people. We want to be uh, and we don't need to be fair. And we, we, we can give our opinions on news and not be news. It's like, whoa, that blows my mind. It's like they call it sand because it's partially in between the sea and land. I did not know that. Boom, my mind got blown on that one. So anyway, Apple recently signed a 10 year deal for the MLS and everyone thought that Apple was going to put a bid on for the NFL because they're, the Apple's kind of coming across as Tiffany, right? High end luxury. Could they have matched? Did they want to match? Um, I don't know, but the Apple TV app, would they have been able to raise enough money? So with the MLS. There's a going to be a, a launch in February, and it's going to be available to fans on the Apple TV app for 14.99 a month for subscribers of its streaming service, Apple TV Plus, which you already pay 4.99 a month for. You can sign up for 12.99. So they're kind of coming up with Stratus tiers. Thirty. And I'll tell you what, the Google TV, the YouTube TV, it's a pretty good service. I really do like it compared to cable TVs. Like, if you a hey, we're going to give you a survey on Comcast. Or YouTube TV, I'm going YouTube TV. You don't want to see the nasty stuff I write about Comcast, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.
1: Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by E.P. Wealth.
2: I spend my day doing a lot of research trying to put together what's happening and why. For instance, yesterday, Nike had a great day, and they brought along Under Armour, Lululemon, Dick Sporting Goods. They brought along the whole complex. So there you have a sector leader who says, you know, our ecology is doing okay. Maybe you'd call them the king of the sneakers or the king of the lions. I don't know. But you have to know all the players, and you kind of get to know them. And it was interesting yesterday. I watched them all be pulled with above-market returns yesterday. CarMax, the auto retailer stock, dropped 12.7% yesterday after its quarterly profit and revenue fell well short of expectations. CarMax earned 24 cents a share compared with consensus expectation of 70. I only told you those numbers because those are that's a pretty big mess. Used vehicle sales were down twenty two percent. Expectations were for the used vehicles to be down sixteen point nine. Our economy is shifting towards. We f- are expecting a recession. Let's tighten our belt one notch. Which is kind of good because I got a little puffy in the last six months. Um, Mike and I—I joke. All jokes aside, recessions aren't funny, but they're normal and healthy for the ecology. If you think if we go back and look at what was, what worked well in technology 10 years ago, it doesn't look the same as it does today, nor did it look the same 10 years before that. When Dell Computer was, you know, was the Apple of its days. And I just think they're a mess of a company now. They had to start selling services because the margins in hardware, not very good. Micron shares are down 3% today. There's some good news and some bad news. They reported a wider than expected quarterly loss. If you want things to become cheaper, deflationary, you want to see companies like Micron create inventories and say, oh, the demand for what we sell, semiconductors that go into electronics, has fallen. And we're going to have to cut costs and we're going to have to cut prices to get that inventory moved. And to get you to buy a computer that you didn't really want to buy at $1,400, but you'll say, I'll take a new desktop for $800. Prices on the components have to come down because Dell will tell you hardware business has bad margins. Unless you're Apple. And Apple sells a premium product at a premium price in their mind. Under Armour. They named Marriott executive Stephanie Lennart as its new CEO, effective February 27th. She's currently president of Marriott's International Operations. She's been hotel for 25 years. The only thing I worry about there is what does she know about the industry that she's coming into? I think that's fair to say Under Armour is a little different than Marriott. Throwing that down there for you. Ten years ago, Under Armour was a serious, like, they're going to be competition to Nike. They're going to sign athletes like Nike does, and they just don't have the money to sign athletes like Nike does. Other stories of note, Tyson Foods, a big maker of chicken. Oh, wait, for the record, Don, Micron said they're going to cut 10% of their workforce. That's the bad news is good news. Tyson Foods is expected to lose hundreds of employees when it consolidates corporate offices in Arkansas next year. The beef and poultry producer is closing two offices in LA and one in South Dakota. Interesting how kind of an agricultural play in farming as their corporate offices in agricultural kind of places like South Dakota and Arkansas, right? I just find that funny because I live in the Bay Area. And there's parts of Cupertino you can drive through. And they're like the all-star team of technology companies. You're like, that's NVIDIA and whoa, Look over there. Let's see that. That's AI. Oh, and there's Intel oh, and Microsoft offices. All right, just the signs you can get kind of like we're in the world of tech. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing and more. Let's take a look at the markets. I've done the big stories on YouTube. Uh, sorry, I didn't have this ready, but I'm pulling it together as fast as I can. Huh. Samuel L. Jackson swiftly removed all X-rated videos from his Twitter likes after fans warned him the public could see. That's kind of... Should I follow that one up? I'll say no to that for now. Is we could all get that off the headline later today. Uh, Congress is acting dysfunctional again with getting funding done properly. Uh Let's see. Give me just a second. The market numbers are not moving well. It seems to be moving in vacation, Christmas time. Okay, there we go. The SP 500 down to 71, the Dow's down 450, the Nasdaq down 279, Russell 2000 down 32. Interesting. Tesla's going to discount some electric vehicles. That's not a good sign of your Tesla shareholder. Remember how like Apple doesn't usually have a lot of big um, price cuts. Elsewhere, we're seeing the 10 year treasure bond sits at 3.6%. Bitcoin's at 16,687. It's hanging in that 16,000 level. Gold sits at 1804, doing nothing. It should be with all the talk about inflation. I don't want to point my finger at you and go, you didn't get what you wanted. Now you admit it. Gold doesn't really mean much. If it was there to fight inflation, it would have had a rocking. 2022. I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to say, like, let's try to kill some of the stereotypes and myths that we have out there. So, yeah, all the markets are down today. Disappointing. NASDAQ is near 2022 lows. I don't mind if we're down 30% of this year or 35% or 20%. I worry about where we're going. Not in the short term. Filings for unemployment insurance ticked up slightly to 216000 in the week, a modest increase. I'm trying to figure out what's the big panic story today to, uh, for the big pull- pullback. Other than valuations, energy stocks again have spring in their step, thanks to a rise in crude prices for a fourth straight session. In crypto world, FTX co-founder and former CTO Gary Wang and former Alameda Research CEO Caroline Ellison pleaded guilty to charges related in their roles. Investors are still waiting to see if a Santa Claus rally, which is a seasonal ride on the stock market that tends to go through the end of December. I'm going to be missing a couple of days next week. Come and take some time off with my family. Um, it happens this time of the year where if you call me smart money and I would be very honored and I would bat my eyes, at you would go, well, thank you, young sir or young ma'am. If you were to call me responsible, smart money, I'm gonna take a couple of days off. I'm not gonna be buying or selling. And what tends to get left over are the people who have hope. They hope things go higher. They're using it as a short-term vehicle. So Christmas time tends to have a little bit of a ho 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 jingle bells kind of feeling to it. Um still feels like the lottery calibrations. And you know one thing that didn't happen in twenty-two that i've got a friend named steve and he only calls me when the market's down uh, the one thing that didn't happen is and i told him this i said we haven't had people panic we haven't had people poop their pants and say i'm out of stocks no matter what um, i want to cash in my 401k we haven't had that volatility that really shakes out the hands of everyone now, now to be fair for years and 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 years, 10 years. You made good money on the NASDAQ when you bought high-quality companies when they pulled back 5 or 10%. But this is the year we went down 20%. We're like, oh, so that's no longer a correction. We're now into a bear market. Wrong! And a bear means something different depending on where you are. But a bear market on Wall Street is not a good thing. You're down 20% from your recent highs. When my daddy, if my daddy could come through me through a ghostly vision right now, he would say, son, bear markets last a long time and they move very slowly. I'm like, dad, do you love me? Bear markets move slowly. Dad? Dad? And he would just keep telling me that in his time, bear markets move slowly while I'm looking for love and appreciation and I'm not going to get it from him. So. This is a different bear market where we got kind of accustomed to a 5% buy, 10% buy more. We don't know what to do right now when we're down 20%, 25%, 30% on the NASDAQ, 20% on the S P 500. Of which, would I take my last 10 years in the NASDAQ for where we are today? Hell yeah. Five years? Hell yeah. 15 years? Uh-huh. 20, 25, 30, 35. Yes. Hopefully, I'm diversified into other areas. I was talking about a CFP who was close to me, where he was talking about his portfolios, not audited portfolios, but he was talking about his portfolios were way under the SP 500 in performance, more like Dow Jones Industrial Average performance, which shows a lot of value um, in this kind of year. So, Dan, do you love me? Bear markets could last longer than a year. We're only a year into this. Eighteen months, then we're, then I'm going to start questioning that. Three years, I'm going to pull my hair out. I'm going to quit, and that's when you buy. When people pull their hair out and quit,
1: thirty.
2: The only thing I don't like talking about bear markets. I've spent a large part of the year talking about the I word and the R word, and not like Santa Claus rallies. So, keep breaking up what I'm put it down. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more.
1: You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So let's talk a little bit about the Grinch.
2: For some reason, I watched the Grinch last night, and I'm going to try to translate character onto Cron today, onto my TV spot. If you want to see this TV spot later today, check out robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. And you're going to see the green one. And I was trying to figure out his, his movements and everything and figure out what I could. Um, but there's some facts that I ran into on the Grinch. And I'm talking about the animated CBS television special. What's interesting about it, it was a 26-minute animated movie. It was called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It had a massive budget for its day about $2.5 million in today's money on a production that was incredibly small. You know when the Who's are singing Fa, Who, For, A's, Fa? That wasn't real Latin, and Americans thought it was real Latin, and we couldn't figure out what it meant. We thought it had some sort of meaning, like, you know, uh, Christmas hearts spread everywhere. I don't know. Jim Carrey wasn't expected to have the movie role. It was supposed to go to Eddie Murphy or Jack Nicholson. That would have been a different movie, No. The song "You're a Mean One," and the guy has that crazy gravelly voice, Mister Grinch. That guy, who is the voice of "You're a Mean One," <clears throat> he's also known as Thorle Ravenscroft. He is the voice of Tony the Tiger on Frosted Flakes commercials. Talking about one of the funnier quickies I uh, stories that I have on radio was well, I once worked with a guy, bored out producer, who just. His name was Stan, and he had just the best voice. He sounded like your grandfather or your uncle who just relaxes you the moment. Moment he sees you like, Mister Block, how are you doing? And you go, Stan, how do you get that voice? And was that the voice what you had when you were twelve? And he's like, No. And he's got just all these bassed, dulcet tones in his mouth. He goes, whiskey and cigarettes. And I'm like, okay. Now I see where radio is going. And when I hear myself, I feel like I'm uh, uh, high-pitched. I feel like I'm one of the chipmunks. The Grinch was not originally green. The Grinch was, in fact, originally black and white with bits of red and pink eyes. Uh, The costume for the Grinch was made out of yak hairs that had been dyed green and had to be individually sewn onto the suit. Jim Carrey spent a total of 92 days in the Grinch costume. It took three hours before filming a session. Um, whereas it took Anthony Hopkins one day to film his total reading of The Grinch. Just some dumb little things. I, for me, The Grinch kind of represents my childhood, you know, when you'd see Christmas runs around and I wasn't really a Charles Schultz peanuts kind of guy. So that didn't get the great pumpkin wasn't me, but when you'd see the CBS version of The Grinch, you're like, this is good. I wonder what we're going to get this Christmas. And I'd hope for really great, wonderful, lovely things, right? And, well, life will disappoint you. But as a kid, you look forward to it. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. When you look at the original Grinch, and Chuck Jones, who I think worked at CBS, got permission from Dr. Seuss himself, Theodore Geisel, To make the movie using a story, the Foundation for Commercial Banks was the organization that made the movie in reality possible. You would watch it on CBS, and you would hear about the Foundation for Commercial Banks has made this Christmas special possible. And you're like, so you basically it's a union or a special interest group, but that goes back to wow, media has really changed. Today we see YouTube, TV spend $2 billion on media rights for the NFL game day package. Back then you had the foundation for commercial banks basically fund a cartoon and it was controversial for its day. 26 minute animated movie based on a Dr. Seuss book, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, Dr. Seuss didn't really like the idea of turning it into a television special. In 1953, he had written the screenplay for the movie The Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T. He hated that experience so much he never returned to film again. They brought on a famous composer onto the project. Albert Haig stepped in to do it, a German immigrant who fled Nazi Germany as a kid. And when we're talking about the original Grinch, we're talking about that you know grainy cartoon. We're talking about people who had just fled Nazi Germany. And they have Broadway careers working on the music for it. It's kind of like, did that really happen in our lifetime? The voice of the Grinch is provided by the none other than famous Boris Karloff. <clears throat> he was famous for Frankenstein. And I don't know. Again, was it Frankenstein he was or was he Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> A lot of people, and this used to be my gotcha moment when I was in sixth grade, here's sassy Rob Black trying to make flirtatious conversation with a young woman. Hey, you know that green monster um, who walks around and goes, he's friends with Batman or Dracula, you know that one? And she giggles, she goes, Batman, cute. So I got her. And I go, what's his name? And she goes, Frankenstein. I'm like, no, you're wrong. It's Frankenstein's monster. And I'd walk away happy. And, and like I, I proved to her that I'm smart enough for her. <laughs> and she's like, jerk. CBS, who originally produced uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, <laughs> bankrolled it, aired it. They had just stuck it big in 1965 with a Charlie Brown Christmas. So this was like, woohoo. And they wanted to get another one. And it was four times the budget of a Charlie Brown Christmas. One minute. They didn't want to have any of the usual Christmas stuff in the special, which stems from the book, which skewed not just the religious, but the Christmas trappings like Santa. So they didn't want Santa and they didn't want baby Jesus. Pretty interesting the thought patterns of, and I'm not going to get into a Kanye moment, but the thought patterns of Hollywood. Uh, The original sponsor, like I mentioned, The Bank Coalition, uh, the Foundation for Full-Service Banks, they're not even in business anymore, and the Grinch outlived them. Um, They had to change the story a bit from the commercials, uh, from the book. So, a lot of little changes in it. The descent up Mount Crumpet, from up it to down it to the Whoville, was used to pad out the story and make it last a little bit longer. Interesting. No, I love the Grants. I'm Rob Black.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com.